Welcome to the latest Art of Score podcast. With the Art of Score, I am Ron Brown, along with Tim Brown. Hello, friends. And Mike Forty. Konbanwa. What? Wow. <laughs> what the hell does right. that mean? Hey, it's in honor of our uh, Art of Score logo change. Right. It's a little well, Japanese that, wow. for my the three Asian people that will ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, if we do have any Japanese... Uh... Can eat you out, bitches. <laughs> I don't even know. What... Yeah, that's fine if they're listening in the afternoon. That's a good. Oh, point. okay, cool. So anyway, um, we are the artist score. We're going to go over, um, do a little review of the free agents so far. You can uh, follow us now on iTunes. You can subscribe to our podcast, which is pretty awesome. Maybe you're doing it right now, but uh, yeah, just look up artist score on iTunes, and you will find us. You can subscribe, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. We have we new finally logos. made it big time. Yeah, we have uh, new logos happening. Um, see them all over our blog, which is artscore.wordpress.com. We have an updated about us section, so you can check out you know pictures of us and uh, you know a few little blurbs about us. And we also have a connect with us page, which is just links to the Twitter account, the Facebook account, and uh, our iTunes, along with an email address. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Art of Score, and on Facebook, Art of Score. Give us a like. You can follow us multiple. In a multitude of ways. Multitude. The... A plethora? Would you say you have a plethora of ways to listen to <laughs> It's a sweater! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, overall thoughts on free agency so far. It's kind of been a soap opera kind of off-season. A little crazy thus It was far. exciting for about three days, and now it's just kind of like poo-pooed out. Yeah, it definitely peters out right around now. I think we're in the... We're in the lull. We're in the eye of the storm, sort of. Uh, I don't think you'll see some activity between now and the draft, but a lot of teams are going to hold their cards now, wait and see what they get in the draft, and then wait for those June first cuts, and then that'll, that'll complete it. So yeah. it's a long. No, I mean there's plenty process. of yeah, and we were we'll talk about it when we get there. There's so many guys that I'll we'll wait for the June first get... cuts to make the Patriots make any free agent moves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's. The thing is, right now you're at the draft, and you wanted to draft, and you're going to want to see what happens in the draft before you can move oh, forward with some of these other free agents, because there are some guys that are still out there that are actually legitimate, believe well, it Well, depending not. on what you do in the draft, too, will affect you know, who oh, you're going to cut, yeah. veterans, and whatnot. But there's not as many June 1st cuts as there used to be, because you don't get the cap, you can <clears throat> the way the cap is nowadays. But at any rate, going over first, let's hit up with the quarterbacks. Mike Vick. Just happened a couple days ago. Today is the twenty seventh of March. Sure, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Sounds yes, good. Yes, it is. <laughs> Tomorrow's the twenty eighth, and the day after that's the 29th. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, he signed with the Jets maybe about five six days ago. Um, supposed to maybe compete with Geno Smith, maybe not. What do you think? He, he's clearly better than Geno Smith. I mean, honestly. But what a crapshoot for Geno Smith. I mean, here you thought you were coming in to be the starter, and then Vic signs. Yeah, it's, it's just. But what's your identity? Well, yeah, yeah they what's had the Mark plan? Sanchez. They paid him like twenty million guaranteed two years ago, and then they drafted Gino, started him over Sanchez, and now they say, "Well, Gino, you're really not that good." So we're gonna go get Vic, who's thirty-two years old and really not that good. Yeah, in case so, you suck. <laughs> We well, don't really have the confidence in you, so we have a backup just in case. I think a lot of that comes from the the morning wag uh, connection there. Oh, absolutely, right. Sanchez was obviously not his guy. Look, Sanchez's era was over, regardless. But, of I mean, yeah, he was of done. Whether they it was a formality. Three years ago, of, yeah. 
And Geno Smith was done because I don't even think I don't think the Jets wanted to draft Geno Smith. It was just because he was there was opportunity. When, they, when they were on yeah. the board in the top of the second round. It was value. I think it had to be value. Yeah, well, yeah. and then in the new salary cap system, as you know, it's it's easier than ever to cut players. So, I mean, he's, he's expendable. I, I don't think that's a bad move for the Jets. We thought he would be the one quarterback. It turns out there are more we'll talk about in a minute. But we thought he would be the one quarterback in free agency that would get a starting job. And he I was think, the last one to even get signed, yeah. which is insane. I think it's a farce. That they are having going to have a competition. I think it's you're not going to pay Mike Vick five million dollars to be a backup uh, quarterback at his age. I, they want to go with him, and you know what? Good for them. Take a chance, see what happens. And, and if not, let him compete. And maybe it pushes Geno Smith, and he doesn't throw twenty nine interceptions. Well, maybe it teaches it him. But regardless, Rex Ryan is gone next year. I don't. If they get well, the I don't, they won eight games with no quarterbacking. I agree with that. I mean. What was it? the Chargers were nine and seven, so they need one more win, and maybe they squeak in. I think what's funny about that though is that they—it's just like the wrong situation all the time for the Jets. It's like you can't bring in Mike Vick to New York with the team that they have, you know, and then and then expect it to go away. So if they don't make him the starter, it's going to be a huge issue. I, now he handled the Philly thing. I think one of the reasons he's there in New York is because he handled losing his job to Nick Foles really well. Last year in Philly. Oh, yeah. But they also, like, he was definitely plan E. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they tried to bring other guys in first. So, I mean, that tells you all you need to know about what Geno Smith. Fantasy implications-wise, I don't think it's really relevant until. If Vic wins the job, it might be relevant. Still, I mean, he's an uptick. Maybe a second quarterback. Maybe. Yeah. Well, no, not, not for him necessarily. Yeah. I think he affects. Jets players more positively than yes, Geno Smith does. So if you're if you're thinking long term like a dynasty or something like that, Geno Smith does have some value, but not a whole lot. Not if he doesn't start. I mean, well, I mean, if you, if you have a taxi squad or something like that where you can plop him on, but yeah, that's about I, I mean, it. Point, or, you, yeah. or you have expendable spaces where you can keep a turd like him. Personally, I don't <laughs> like him, so don't. Uh, yeah, pick well, him there up. you go. You just <laughs> shot your own argument. <laughs> But you know everybody's I play uh, advocate to myself. <laughs> um, next, uh, Josh McCown went to the Bucks. <laughs> he was the former backup in uh, Chicago. He played awesome for Jay Cutler. They might have actually uh, done better if they left him in because he was playing much better than Jay. I mean, Jay Cutler is a solid quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but so he's thirty-five, and he gets signed by the Bucks, and. Lovey Smith comes in and says he's the starter over Mike Glennon, who played really well last year as a rookie. Yeah. So, so that tells me obviously they don't like Mike Glennon. Well, the timeline on that was really interesting because before they signed McCown, Lovey was already quoted as saying that Glennon did not automatically get penciled into that job. So even the second Lovey Smith gets off the plane in Tampa Bay. He's he's giving unsolicited feedback about Mike Glennon, and it's all negative. So this is a really weird arc. He wanted him out of there, like, the minute he got there, which is bizarre. Yeah, I mean, unless, you know, in, in their offensive coordinator, Jeff Tedford, I'm thinking he maybe just didn't want him. I don't know. It's just it's it's weird to me. I mean, whoever starts there, and most likely going to be McCown, he's fantasy relevant. Sure. Absolutely. I think he, I mean, even though Mike Williams got stabbed in the leg by his brother and, you know, it kind of hurts the receiving core a little bit. I mean, they're not going to be big passers anyways. They're not going to run that kind of game. He might be a backup quarterback on your team. Yeah. But your fantasy team. I think, I think he's, uh, 
I, I want to see him do it again. I know he just did it at 35 or whatever. Yeah. I want to see him He do played it well the year before. I guess you. But. 36, you know. I don't know. I, I, I guess he holds the line with Glennon. If you have any of the supporting characters on that team, you know, the wide receivers, the yeah. running backs, he doesn't hurt the value for sure. No, no. I don't think so. Um. The Well, the one thing about McCowan, it, it blows my mind because here's a guy that goes from being a starter in Arizona to be doing absolutely nothing for the next, like, five years, and all of a sudden he gets a chance to start and does really good and gets benched by Cutler for Cutler and then is now the starter in Tampa Bay. It's been a wild ride for Josh McCown, no doubt. I mean, it's it's crazy. Speaking of crazy. <laughs> Matt the Shab goes Schwab. to the Raiders for a uh, six-round pick. So, I'll say that again. Matt Schaub goes to the Raiders for a six-round pick. Not a pick six, but a six-round pick. So, I can barely contain myself. <laughs> make makes sense of this to me. All right. So, you don't have a quarterback you like. and I, I, I'm Reggie McKenzie. I don't have a quarterback I like. Mike McGloin, I think he's going to be a career backup. I want to trade Terrell Pryor. Pryor. I... Trade a sixth-round pick for Matt Schaub? Who's going to get cut <laughs> three weeks later. He's getting paid $8 million. He's not getting cut anytime soon. But, yeah. they they got to work something out. Here's the thing. No, the, Oakland, there's a there's a problem in Oakland right now, and it is it's they're hiring a lot of older guys as stopgaps, which is fine. And they're not getting too bad deals on no. these guys with the exception of Schaub's deal. Yeah, which they're is short kind of... years and they're not a lot of money, so they're decent. But it's reeks of me to like a like a, a GM and a coaching staff that's just trying to save their skins and float like to six wins as opposed to getting two wins and doing like a real rebuild. And it's like, I know you don't have a quarterback there, and there's nothing wrong with getting a quarterback, but Matt Schaub, he's at this point in his career, what slightly better than a backup, maybe. And and you're what you're gonna bench a guy like you don't like McGloin looked okay he's not gonna set the league on fire what's wrong with using that guy as your stopgap I I I mean listen I know he probably didn't want to go there but if you went to Devaris Jackson and said you can have a chance to start he could go in there there are plenty of guys out there that you had a chance to bring in and you couldn't do it or you didn't do it and you settle for Matt Schaub which. What's that? I, I just don't understand. I mean, he's not the oldest guy. I mean, he does help the receivers. I mean, they're, they're you what know. receivers? Uh, <laughs> well, they got James talk, Jones. We'll I mean, Denarius Moore. I mean, they have some guys that, you know, yeah. can put up decent numbers. But Twos and threes. It that. helps them a little bit, I think, compared to what Pryor could have done. But, I mean, overall, fantasy-wise, I mean, it's just like, oh, God. I mean, it helps a little bit. If, if, you... he's, if he's your number two for, like, a fill-in for a bye week, fine. I'm Maybe. okay with that. Maybe that's a week. That's a week, week two. And you got to get him, and you got to get him on your bye week early in the season because I have a feeling he's gonna get hurt. Or the wheels. Are if you have off. him, trade him because he obviously, if you have a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing in your league, absolutely <laughs> trade. Hey, do that that's because are you advocating actually, molesting. <laughs> I'm advocating being owners. competitive, <laughs> gaining a competitive advantage. Spoken like a Patriots fan with a camera in his hand. <laughs> Uh, next yeah, up, yeah. Chad Henney going back to the Jags. Um, good move. I mean, you know. Where else was he going to go? 
Well, and I think they gone to Oakland. It would have been a smarter deal. I know. Uh, I think they wanted him back, and you know, it was a mutual deal. Yeah, and I think Henny liked it there. He had some success there, and Gus Bradley gushes about him, which is kind of bizarre to me because he didn't really light the world on fire when he was there. No, but he didn't really. He was serviceable. He didn't have you know a lot of weapons or offensive line last year. So offensive line, I would I would agree with weapons. He had. I think he had decent amount of weapons. If Justin Blackman pull his head out of his ass, no, that's yeah. Well, that's you can't force that out of his ass. Um, so overall, I mean, he's still he's a backup. I mean, all these guys are going to talk about. None of them are really fantasy relevant, really. I mean, they're all fantasy backups at most at this point. It's more what they do to the players around them. Exactly, and I think Kenny gives every receiver there a shot. Whoever it is, I mean. Shorts obviously is still viable because he's there, and maybe even Blackman if he's there or whoever else they end up bringing in. A Sanders, whoever, whatever happens there happens. But um, there's no downtick because of the uh, quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to the Texans. Better than what they had backing him up. <laughs> Might be better than Jake Locker. <laughs> I. <laughs> This is another one. It's a little bizarre because they're going to keep TJ Yates and they're going to keep. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, but at that point in time, who else are you going to pick up? Honestly, that was. I mean, Mark Sanchez. Like, is oh, really I don't know. You could draft they, one. Well, <laughs> I'm sure they're, they're going to draft one. They're going to draft one for sure. No, I, no I would question. hope so. No question in my. I mind mean, Case that. Keenum. No, they're, they're going to draft one, and they'll they'll use. Uh, uh, Fitzpatrick might might yeah that's good. Fitzpatrick could be the three, there, and he could start. It could be. I don't. I don't know. I. It depends. I think they go Teddy Bridgewater, and this whole conversation is moot. I think they're going to let Bridgewater start from day one. But. Well, they should. I mean, if I, I would like to think so. But um, two other <laughs> one other one I wanted to touch on is uh, Matt Castle first, um, going to the Vikings, and he's probably going to start this year. Um, as of now, I mean, he won their. He won the games that they played last year. The games they won, he quarterbacked. That's all I can say about that. I could see them doing something crazy like our buddy Bill Moody wants them to do and draft uh, Johnny Menzel, Johnny Football, and ride with that. Number eight, the eighth pick? Yeah, maybe. I could see that happening. You could see it happening. I mean, are they snake bitten from Ponder? That's the thing. Yeah, but I think Ponder is a – I think when they drafted Ponder, they weren't even thrilled They weren't pondering pick. anything? They weren't. I think they were – like backed into a corner on that. They were scared. They did it because Glocker went at ten, yeah. and they were at twelve. Yep. So I think if they get to choose one, they'll probably be a little bit more more confident about it this time. You would you would hope. I'd hope so. I, I mean, think the Texans and the Vikings and you know teams of that nature are just for fantasy purposes. You don't know right now. You have to see camp. You have to see who comes out of the mess of like a rookie versus a veteran versus a third string guy and see what happens with that i don't know and castle has been successful before and you know cordero patterson greg jennings kyle rudolph he actually has some guys to throw to and whether he the line can hold up for him i mean he had a pro bowl year in 2011 2010 the year the chiefs went 10 and 6 and uh they went to the playoffs so at any rate those the before we get out of here, I got to talk about Charlie Whitehurst. Chaz (laughs) going to the Titans. Him, his beautiful beard, his flowing locks, as they called him in Seattle, clipboard Jesus. (laughs) He went to the Titans. That guy, how 
how how how how does he have a job in the NFL? How did this happen? He might be better than Jake Locker. No, I'm, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about uh, it, he is just one of those guys. My theory is he's so bland <laughs> that he just kind of blends in, and people like look at his name, and then they sign him, and they think, I don't really have anything against this guy. <laughs> So we just let I, him I collect have, a paycheck for I a have, couple weeks. I have plenty against him. First off, I mean, Wisenhunt, who's the coach there now, he tried to dr- trade for him in 2010 when Seattle traded for him. He That was their main competition. And now he finally has him. <laughs> He's going to ride the bench and, and collect another like, $5 million. <laughs> oh, it's the best job in the world. Charlie Whitehurst, it must be awesome to be you, buddy. It's completely Collect all that money irrelevant. and never really start or work or do anything. Oh, he it's works. Amazing. I mean, no he works he out. <laughs> he well, just doesn't play. Well, well, it's a big difference. I mean, heck, I can just hang out and work out all day. I mean, it's the way he wears the beard. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. He does dark. it so well. It's plush. It's a plush beard. It's beautiful. It's like velvet. So uh, before we do that, let's hit up. Uh, we got iTunes. Check us out. Subscribe to us on iTunes, artofscore.wordpress.com, the blog, Art of Score on Twitter and Facebook. Um, let us know what you think about the new logos. We'll have the website being updated sooner than later and uh, some other things happening soon. It's amazing. With It'll blow your mind. It will. It'll be just, you know, you'll, you'll shit yourself. I mean, Off your rocker. Just... Running backs. We have running backs, several running backs that have been signed. Ben Tate, Browns, first one. Fort, what do you think? I think we kind of uh, foreshadowed this a little bit on our free, uh, free agency preview podcast a couple weeks ago, and we said that one of the prime locations for Ben Tate would be to reunite with one of his old coaches, either Kyle Shanahan, who's in Cleveland, as that's what happened, or Gary Kubiak, who's uh, offensive coordinator in uh, Baltimore. And I think that uh, the Browns really did a good job here because Ben Tate was arguably, and it's a you know pretty debatable thing, the most valuable free agent running back out there. And they signed him to a contract that was reasonable. I think it's $7 million for three years or something like that. Which is Yeah. Well, I mean, he's hurt all the time. That's why he yeah, got the big but, money. But. but the thing is, I don't think any running back really got the big money. Plus, he's a perfect fit for that system. And I think they're going to put in the, the zone blocking I mean, even more so than they have had it in the past. And he's perfect. He played with Kyle Shanahan when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Texas. And, uh, yeah, but he does get hurt all the time. He does fumble. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think, I mean, their backup running backs aren't impressive. So terrible. if you're in They're a terrible, so if you're in a dynasty league, I would look hard at whoever they draft as a backup because Ben Tate does get hurt a lot. Yep. But any fumbles. And, in the short term, it help it helps them because it gives them a credible threat. No, yeah, absolutely. Fine. I mean, finally, he's, he's the best running back they've had since. I mean, he's better than Trent Richardson thus far. Um, Jerome Rashad, Bears. It, 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 in a big, big surprise. I don't even know how this happened. Uh, Rashad Jennings went to the Giants. I mean, I well, I don't know what. I mean, I wrote about it on the blog. I just don't understand what the Giants are doing. It's just a like I said, it's a mishmash of guys. You got Peyton Hillis. Rashard Jennings, David Wilson and his broken neck and you know, whoever they draft, it's it just, it's weird. It's, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what's happening. There. And the funny thing is, is you think that this would be like a panic move, 
but they say that David Wilson is ahead of schedule, so it even makes less sense because it does seem like – and they were willing to bend over backwards last year to keep David Wilson on the field when it was clear that the guy had fumbling issues and confidence problems and all kinds of garbage, and they stuck with him because they, they thought he could have long-term success, which is fine. But now you go out and you get a guy who, let's face it, is a career backup, had some nice moments in Oakland last year when the pressure was off. And and that was it. I mean, he his rookie year, he flashed a little bit in Jacksonville, and he was really pretty nondescript until – Well, until he went to Oakland and filled in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he had those, like, five games at the end of the year where he played well, and that was it. I mean – I mean, I think he's a good running back. I mean, I, I thought I thought he had a lot of talent coming out of Liberty when he came out. Everyone oh, thought yeah. he would be a lot better than you – know, or drafted a lot higher than what he did. Yeah, he went in the seventh round. Seventh yeah, round, yeah. That, yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, I, I thought he was good. But, I mean, when you play in front of Maurice Jones-Drew, who is still a free agent. Um, I think, though, that – Go ahead, Tim. No, I, I just think it's a good move for the Giants. The, you know, don't really know what's going on with David Wilson. So, I mean, why not? As far as fantasy-wise, I don't know. It's kind well, of Well, I mean, whoever comes out field. of that thing, I mean, you don't even know. I mean, I mean, they might draft a running back high again. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, all, it, I guess it all depends on David Wilson, really. I mean, what they're going to do. It depends on David Wilson, and it depends on their in the process of revamping their offensive line. Well, their offensive terrible, line is terrible run blocking. Atrocious. Line yeah, I mean Jeff Schwartz helps a lot. Actually, they're doing a lot of things on offense and defense. The Giants are going to look much different than they have in the past. So, I just don't know what they're going to do in terms of. I mean, they signed a bunch of mismatched guys like Trenton Holiday, and they signed you know Schwartz on the offensive line, and it just it depends what they decide. Is their offensive philosophy going forward? I think they're still going to be a pass-first team. So you've got a pass-first team and now a running back by committee problem. So yeah, I, I you know, I mean Jennings, Jennings isn't a bad player. He's just it just adds a little weirdness to the whole situation. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, you I, know, th- I definitely think it's a good backup. He's serviceable. I don't know if I would use him as an every-down back every year. I mean, well, that's I think the thing. A, that that's what I don't. Guy. I mean, yeah, it's bizarre. He might have to be that. I mean, if David Wilson doesn't come back and you draft a guy, and he ends up not being ready, you have him and Peyton Hillis as your starters. And, I mean, is it the worst situation to be in? Probably not. But it's not the best, and you put yourself in this situation. So I I don't love it, but, hey, there's a lot of things that can happen between now and uh, the time they break camp at the end of August. So we'll see. Um, The guy he filled in for last year, Darren McFadden, resigns for one year and not a lot of money. With the Oakland Raiders. This is the biggest upset of free agency to me. And it's not a right. terrible – it's not the worst move of free agency because the, the contract wasn't that expensive. But if you had said – we all thought Darren McFadden would get like a one-year deal, prove-it deal because he's always injured, yada, yada, yada. But if that one-year deal would come from the team who's seen him injured more than any other – like every week you have to plan to be without this guy, why would you sign up for that again? I know it's a one-year deal. I know it's a reasonably priced deal. But if you were the Raiders, what the hell are you thinking bringing this guy back? Well, I, you know, I really like McFadden. I think he has like a real we, like a everybody lot of loves his talent. Yeah, but but but, li- but <clears throat> I mean I mean I don't like him. I don't know why he signed for as little as he did, unless there was absolutely no market for him. I'm but I guess that's I, the case. Well, I, I don't even know that. I mean, he probably wanted. But he, I mean, he, he signed really early. Up. I mean, he should have. I mean. I mean, would you honestly, if you were the Giants, would you take Rashad Jennings or McFadden? 
steer clear of both of them, but <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing. Maybe well, he took GM less money. Mike, make a decision. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Maybe he took less money because he knows he's only going to play four games, and he felt guilty about raping them over and over. <laughs> I, I, on his I, I don't think that's the case. I have to tell you that. No, he's not a stand-up guy. But here's the. <laughs> I don't look. I don't. It's not the worst move of free agency. It's it's not a great move for them. I just figured McFadden's best fantasy value would be on a team that already has a one or a second yeah, down he, back. And he could come in and, like, sprinkle a little bit of extra nice on it and keep himself healthy that way. Yeah, I mean, just, just imagine this. Like, if he went to, like, somewhere like Chicago where he'd split time with Matt Forte, with those receivers, that'd be nasty. You or know what I mean? if he went to Philly, if he was the guy instead of Sproles. Philly, or if he went to Cincinnati with his old coach, Hugh Jackson. You know, him and – I mean, it's, it's, it's just a weird fit. Any, there's a lot of places he could have gone. But, I mean, he goes back to the Raiders – he still has fantasy value, even going back there, which is crazy because he's the only guy there. Latavius Murray, the backup, hasn't played yet. You have Jeremy Stewart yep. and then the fullback, Marcel Reese, and that's it. Well, don't worry. The Raiders will draft three running backs in the upcoming draft. <laughs> and they have Taiwan Jones in case they want to move him back from cornerback back to running back. <laughs> So he's valuable. I mean, he actually is fantasy relevant, which, you know. It's uh, weird. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's he's always fantasy. We talked about him as a sleeper last year. I felt bad about it at the time. Like, I needed to shower. <laughs> and now, like, if you draft him any time before the sixth or even eighth round, you're, you're on crack. It's not going to work. I You just – I can't draft him. I just can't draft him. You know no. what I mean? I mean, maybe at a value well, pick I, I, later I on. Know. I don't but... know if I'd say I can't draft him. Because, like you said, he is the only person in Oakland. Right now, you know, everybody everybody has this love affair for Latavius Murray. Like he's gonna have some breakout season. I do think he has a lot of potential, but I mean, really? But, yeah, no. Listen, I just don't want to draft the guys that get hurt. You can't make the club in the tub, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one, uh, Toby Gerhardt, backup for four years to Adrian Peterson in Minnesota, and he goes to Jacksonville, where he supposedly he's gonna get fifteen to eighteen carries, which makes him. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, he's. You could, I he's love this guy. I loved he's, him when he came out. Why he's the like a top, He could be a top him. fifteen running back. Why the Vikings ever took him as high as they did when they did was just quizzical to me. And they didn't even use him. That's the thing. No, he was no, really he was, highly talented. He actually played well. I mean, he wasn't Peterson's like a Brian Leonard, well. where Brian Leonard was, you know, taken in the second round too, and he, you know, he. Didn't do anything. I don't know with the Bengals now as a fullback. I mean, no, he's back with the the Bucks. But either well, way, yeah. I mean, fifteen to I, eighteen carries. Any any anybody gets those touches, and hey, I'm interested. I think it's a good situation for him. He's got no pressure down there. They're gonna they're gonna give him the rock, see what he can do with it. And he's more he's more agile than you would think for a guy his size. He's got good size. He's got decent speed, and he's an agile player. And you know that after sitting behind Adrian Peterson for four years, he's going to be hungry as hell, and he's going to fight for those extra yards and stuff. And that kind of attitude is exactly what they want to remake that franchise. And, and it's a perfect fit for me. For me, he gets a bump to almost unseen. This is completely unseen and then whatever. He gets a bump to, like, uh, low-end RB2 status, like, right now. If I'm drafting, you know, in some bizarre league right now, I have to take him. <laughs> like at some point, I have to take him as an RB two. I as of now, I think he is because yep, yeah. I mean, there's no backup. I mean, there's I mean, Jordan there, Todd there, and, and Denard Robinson Todd from UConn. Yeah, and Denard Robinson, who's Denard a converted Robinson. quarterback yeah. who hasn't played running back for one year. 
I mean, and, they, bulked, and they keep saying they want to use him more and more, but well, they yeah. he bulked up. I just I read somewhere that he who weighs two hundred twelve pounds now, which is a lot. That's pretty. Yeah, but it's, it was. Toby Gerhardt like would six, take him and break him. Not, uh, well, in, if they're fighting in Thunderdome to the yeah. death, then yes, he probably would. But uh, he, would not. Pick, he would pick him up like Bane picked up Batman and crack his back. Wow, that's crazy. That's totally nuts. So, in, it's another just crazy one. Talk. I mean, let's hit on these these guys maybe a little quicker, but um, and I don't, this is another one. It's you know, this is a head scratcher. I mean, it's not even a big deal because they didn't sign him to a lot of money. But Ahmad Bradshaw goes it, back wasn't to the he Colts. On the team last year. He was, but they. I thought he. I mean, he got IR'd for the season. Yeah, I, I thought think. his contract then expired because yeah. he was he was on IR and it just expired. And we all thought he was headed for retirement. And they yeah, because he, he has that freaking club foot or whatever the hell's wrong with him. Yeah, he has foot. I mean, he has a lot of. He had, didn't. I don't even. Was it a neck? Another neck? He had a. He had a neck last year and a knee. And the problem with him. And he has a bad foot. And he's. <laughs> but to be his credit, when he did play, he played well last year in Indy. But he did. You're adding him now to a backfield with Trent Richardson, who you're still going to push because you traded for him, and you got. Uh, what's his DeLone name? Vic, Carter. Vic Ballard and DeLone back. Carter still, I think. I mean, there. one of those guys is going to get cut. And no, I don't think. Gonna... I think DeLone cut. Wouldn't DeLone Carter in the? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking I, somebody. No, he's not with the Jaguars now. I think he's out. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, but I mean, regardless. I hate you, Pep Hamilton. <laughs> I just hate you. I just, you know, he had input on this. You know, he was like, "Yeah, let's bring Ahmad back." Why? Stop doing this to fantasy owners everywhere. Stop it. Stop it. Pep Hamilton, your Colts are not a running football team. Stop getting every running back that you can find and putting him in a uniform. Get two <laughs> running backs like every other goddamn team and let your quarterback throw it. It's a passing league. I'm so tired of this shit. I can't no, take listen. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. Your quarterback is Andrew Luck. It's not even like you have Matt McGloin or, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Chad Henney. You have Andrew Luck, and you're neutering him by running the ball into a line that can't run blocked and giving it to running backs who can't run the ball. (laughs) (sighs) They should have signed Donald Brown back. Ahmad Bradshaw will be that sixth-round tease in your upcoming fantasy drafts this year that you'll be tempted to take because you'll think, well, he had a good eight-game stretch last year, and that's a good, you know, RB3, flex, like a low-end flex play. And Signing gonna... your own death <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Uh Another guy with a trade um, that was kind of surprising was uh, Darren Sproles went to the Eagles. For me, like, and I wrote this in the blog, trade him. If you're gonna have him in a dynasty league, trade him because he's not gonna be worth what he was worth as a saint, and he's thirty years old. He's thirty-two, isn't he? No, he's, he's thirty. Old. He's thirty, even. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what do, what do you? I mean, as a real life move, it's awesome. I think the Eagles yeah. are quickly becoming one of the best personnel <laughs> uh, teams in the league, and that kills yep. kills me to say as a hardcore. They Reds will be fan. very hard to defend with those guys in the backfield, but. But there's only so many snaps and only so many balls that you can throw at Sproles. And I know that they run more snaps than the average team, which is going to help because they do run like 75 plays a game, which is like 20 plays on average more than the league runs. But he is 30 years old. <laughs> it is He's going to slow down a little bit. He's not playing on turf for he, his home games. If you watched him last year, he did not look explosive like he did. No. I mean – I mean, you know, I'm a Seattle fan, and I watched him at both Saints games against Seattle. He was getting tackled in the open field by linebackers easily. I will say, though. Yeah, and, and, he, slowed, and, he slowed down a lot. I, I noticed that, too. And you didn't see by his production, too. It was just wasn't – didn't have those breakaway plays. 
Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I think in a PPR league, he's still an RB two. Even oh, in this, uh, even in this situation with reduced snaps, because they're gonna, because every play that he's in there for, they're gonna screen him the ball. On. See, so if you're in a PPR, he's still gonna be, he's gonna get, you know, probably five catches, five maybe. catch, four to six catches a game, and if he can put fifty yards behind that, which is possible, then he becomes valuable in a PPR league. A in, a, in, a, in, a, in a standard uh, league, a little harder to, for him to get his points. But I, I think he's a top end RB three. Maybe, yeah. I mean, see, I don't like him because he's not even the backup. If McCoy gets hurt, he's not. He's still his position doesn't change. He maybe get a carry or two more, but he's 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 not changing. I, I mean, I do he's like him passing, but at the same see, time, you got Lashawn McCoy think... who catches the ball and and runs too. So I mean, yeah, but you, I'm telling I mean, you, who who would you rather have the ball, McCoy or Sproles? Well, you also want to preserve McCoy, so True. maybe that's why they're think that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. They might want you to put him in the backfield at tw- both in the same backfield, and then it becomes they become uncoverable. Or you put I, him, in, you know, put him in a slot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'm excited that, to, but I, for I, him, but not for necessarily fantasy purposes. I'm excited for him for the real life. Real life, yeah, he's a valuable piece. He's a great fit, absolutely. But Personally, fantasy wise, I don't care about any of these players. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's your brutal truth. Donald Brown went to the Chargers. Very, you know, tight situation there. I mean, Danny Woodhead led all running backs in receptions last year. He got a significant number of carries. I mean, Ryan Matthews finally broke through and had the year everybody thought he was going to have last year. And now you bring in Donald Brown to replace Ronnie Brown. Who didn't carry the ball? I mean, he got the ball maybe five times a game, Ronnie Brown. It was the end towards the goal line. Yeah, so I don't know if Donald's going to get anything more than five carries a game yeah i mean like the thing with the uh, donald brown is uh, it was kind of bizarre he's insurance basically for matthews who really only yeah. had his first healthy season last year so that's what he is but they did pay him four million dollars to be a backup which is and so, they were talking about him a little bit like mccoy I mean, dropped they, his name a couple times so maybe they do have a plan for him it's for fantasy purposes he's a he's a late round handcuff if you want to handcuff i, agree. I mean I, I think he might be one of those that you can you know see that he's going to catch passes, you know, like a PPR league or something like that. Maybe they're going to use him like that because Ronnie Brown certainly wasn't that. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, I mean, does he spell Woodhead? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. You kind of have to wait and see on that. But as of now, like 40 said, he's a late round handcuff at the most. Um, Going over to some unsigned guys that haven't happened yet is uh, Andre Brown. Yeah, he's probably he's the sitting most out there. Talented. Former New York Giant. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> I think he's the most talented back left that hasn't been signed at this point in his career. Not the best back over the course of his career because there's some other guys out there with more experience and more numbers behind him. But in terms of talent, I think Andre Brown is – if you want to say they're we're at the bottom of the barrel with running backs right now, that could be true. But Andre Brown intrigues me the most as for guys who are still out there. Yeah, especially if you're going to split time. Um, something that happened today that we hadn't uh, really planned on, but it happened was uh, Noshan Marino went to the Dolphins, which is huge. He they, goodbye, he Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is They're a situational back. Daniel Thomas is probably a situational back if he plays special teams. He might even get cut. I mean he he becomes he becomes a legitimate. I mean their line still isn't great. I understand that, but he's a legitimate running back, and he. He's a threat and definitely probably Def- one of the most fantasy-relevant moves this offseason, and I it happened say, late. I would say Tate, Moreno, and Gerhardt are the three biggest winners 
uh, for their fantasy stock right yeah. now. Yeah, sure. I would. I mean, definitely helps that running because that running t- uh, game was awful. I mean, it was it was it was just a miserable, miserable thing. Lamar Miller just he'd have one of those breakout runs and then he would do nothing for the rest of the game. It's like, wow, wow, you ran 60 yards. It's like, great, yeah. And it's yeah, I all mean, he gets. Yeah. You know, he ends the game with like 62 yards. <laughs> he's a slight guy who's fast, and that he just doesn't run between the tackles. That's just not what he does. And uh, they tried to, I think, make him more into a, uh, you know, a between the tackles, you know, be able to do everything kind of guy. And he's really, he's kind of a third down back, get him to the outside. Donald put Brown. Him on a bu- put him on a bubble screen. I mean, at the same time, we want to see more from Moreno because one season does not a player make, and he had that season later in his career. But he's got nothing to lose. The Dolphins really have nothing to lose. Twenty six, twenty seven. He has plenty of tread left on his tires. He didn't get I mean, a he lot. He did get carries. hurt. He's early in his career. He was banged up a lot. But, but like you know, they don't have anything. To, they don't have anything else there, and it's not a horrible situation. I he's he's an RB two right now as it stands. And they're probably not going to draft competition for him because they have a lot of holes that they could use their traffics on. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's possible rent. They do get a running back, but um, as of now, I mean, he's shoot. I mean, he's legitimate. He's definitely legitimate. A couple other unsigned guys that you might want to mention, or I want to mention are um, Garrett Blunt and Maurice Jones drew. Maurice Jones Drew, from what I hear, went to the Raiders today. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Well, I just I'm shaking with rage over here. And and not, not he went he went for a visit. He didn't go to sign, but guess what, MJD? That's your market. Those guys are your market. Nobody else wants the Raiders. <laughs> Nobody else wants He's you. He's from California. <laughs> yeah, he, he grew he went to was it DeSalle College, which is like an hour from Oakland. No, he went to UCLA. I mean, not college, but high school. High school, and then he yeah. Went, yeah and then he yeah. went to college, and he lives out there too. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it, it might be a marriage of convenience. Who knows? But that's just interesting, you know. And I still think he's actually a valuable back, but his situation is gonna, like, I, you know, I wrote about his it situation on, on is going to dictate what he does. Absolutely, like it's not his talent. I mean, his situation is going to dictate how he what he does this year. But imagine. If you do, if the Raiders do sign, okay, <laughs> then you go into the season with MJD and Darren McFadden, and after the second game of the season, you have no running backs. It's, <laughs> you know, what? it sounds like my fantasy team for two thousand nine. You know, it sounds. <laughs> Imagine you're in a fantasy draft and you're like, okay, I can take Derek McFadden as my RB two, and then I can come back around the next round and handcuff him to MJD. You might as well blow your brains out at that point because you're not walking away with any money. <laughs> if you're dropping them there, you're insane. But no, I'm just saying that yeah, it's, 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 no. it just looks like a, I don't know. I mean, I wish the best for him. He was a great, was a great player. I just he needs the right role to really be successful. Absolutely. Otherwise, he's going to be t- terrible. At yeah. this point, he's a goal line back, and he's a. I still think he's a receiving threat out of the backfield. I really. Yeah, do. I mean, they used to run him on screens all the time, and they kind of stopped yeah. doing it because their line was terrible. But uh, yeah. yeah, still is. I mean, like Garrett Blunt. I mean, I don't know. The if only the Patriots, market he, the only market he's for is for the Patriots. I was just saying, if he doesn't no go back to else. the Patriots, I don't know. Real, I mean, that's the best fit for him. I mean, he, I, who's in the market for him? I mean, I haven't heard no anything about I him. I heard the Steelers poked the tires on him a little bit, yeah, which would make another sense for them. But there isn't, there isn't going to be a line, a line around the corner for this guy. So they may wait him out. Blunt may be a very late signing in this free agency period. He may be like right before the camps open in June. 
he may get signed because yeah, teams I mean, are gonna have to find out. And someone's a, some someone's gonna get hurt in camp, and you know. But I mean, I I mean, it just you know he came off a pretty strong year. He played great in the playoffs, and I'm just surprised that there's been no movement on him whatsoever. You know, it's 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 just surprising to me. Yeah, usually usually if someone does good in the playoffs or a Super Bowl or something like that, there's a lot of a lot of hype around. Yeah, him, a little but, buzz, but yeah, yeah he's been. He's I mean, been he, I mean, gr- I mean, granted, I mean, in his defense, I mean, he looked really explosive and really good. I mean, really hard running. I mean, he had pretty good vision. Now, you know, I don't know if that was back when his, you know, his not his rookie year, but it, was it his rookie year? He rushed for a thousand yards. Yeah, it was his rookie year. He like I think he was like a thousand and five yards, a thousand. But I mean, never would like you that. think that that guy? I mean, he two hundred fifty pounds, six foot tall, can run that fast. I mean, he was running past people. I mean, yeah. He was, oh, he, he vaults over people. He's an athletic guy for a big guy. That's why I'm surprised. But he does take a little while to get going because oh, yeah. he's, he's not sudden. I mean, once he gets going, he does have speed, but. You know, he's not a shifty, sudden guy. He doesn't have, like, nifty feet or anything like some of the other big backs. Happy feet? Ron's not into his feet is what he's saying. Yeah. Rex Ryan. Maybe you can go to the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) And that is our first part of our free agency review podcast quarterbacks and running backs. Um, Subscribe to us on iTunes. Just do a search for the art of score. Um, check out our blog, art of score.wordpress.com art of score on Twitter, art of score on Facebook. Give us a like, check out our website. You can comment and do all kinds of things on this. Tell website. your friends, tell your friends, friends. Yeah. Like us, tell your uh, wife's friends to tell their husbands and their friends. That sounds like a lot of friends. I it know. is. I, I don't. I, I don't have that. We reach out to a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle all that. So we are the Art of Score, and this has been our free agent review.